Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning I would like to focus on a word that we use many, many times throughout our davening. Uh, it is the anchor of every single bracha. I can't, uh, off the top of my head, uh, tell you how many times we say it in the davening, although we say it, I guess, if we're doing what we're supposed to, at least a hundred times a day, and dozens of times, uh, certainly in Tefillah Shachris. Um, another time we could figure out the math. Uh, the word I am referring to is the word Baruch. Uh, baruch Ato Hashem. Uh, which is typically the format that we use when using the word Baruch, although it is found in other contexts as well, are the opening three words of every bracha. Of course, there are Berchus HaShachar in the morning, we have the Berchus HaTorah, uh, we have Brachos uh, before and after Pesuk Edizimua, we have Brachos during Berchus Kriyashma, we have uh, Shimon Asrei, so there are many times that we say again and again and again, Baruch. What does it mean when we say Baruch, specifically Baruch HaTor HaShem? I think if you take a look at any translated sitter, it will probably say the same thing. Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are you Hashem. So another time we'll talk about Atah, and we'll talk about Hashem. But right now, let's just talk about Baruch. Baruch Atah Hashem, what does that mean? Blessed are you Hashem. Am I standing here as a mortal human being and saying, God, I would like to bless you. We're all familiar with the concept of what's called the Birchus Hedyot, the blessing that is coming from a, uh, let's say, a relatively simple individual. Chazal tell us that even a birchus hedyot, even a bracha from a simple individual, should not be dismissed. And so therefore, we're familiar with the idea that from time to time, at a simcha, let's say, we will give someone a bracha. If I'm speaking at a wedding, at a, at a shev brachos, I'd say, I'd like to give the chazan kalab bracha. This is the way we talk, and we're familiar with this concept. But what does it mean that I, am, a, as a mortal human being, as a finite individual, I'm going to give a bracha to the infinite? What exactly does that mean? So the Nefesh Chaim explains that actually it doesn't mean that I am standing here offering blessing to God, that I am blessing God. Rather, it is a declaration uh, that you, Hashem, are the source of bracha in the world. In other words, it is not, blessed are you, Hashem, I am here to bless you, Hashem, but rather, Atah Hashem, you, God, Baruch, you are blessed, but not only that, you are the source of all blessing in the world. When we look around in our worlds and our lives and we we want to be able to tap into blessing. We want, to, we want to be able to live lives that reflect bracha blessing. We have to recognize that Hashem is the source of all bracha in the world. And so therefore, according to the Nefesh Chaim, really citing an idea from the Abu Jaham, whenever we go and we recite a bracha, whenever we say Baruch to Hashem in the context of our davening, really what we are doing is we are reminding ourselves that Hashem is the source of all bracha in the world. And so therefore, with that little shift of mindset, we really change, I think, in some cases, sort of radically what it is that we are thinking when we recite those words. So going forward, we should recognize and appreciate that at least according to this approach, Baruch HaTo Hashem does not mean I am here, God standing on earth, blessing you. Rather, I am acknowledging, declaring, and trying to remind myself that you, God, are the source of all bracha. There is, uh, I'll say, another approach. I'm not sure that they are necessarily mutually exclusive. Rav Schwab, in his uh, parish on the Siddur, called Rav Schwab on Prayer, which is available both in Hebrew and English, and I highly recommend it. Uh, Rav Schwab, in the beginning, on page 13, 
He says, you know, we do find instances where it appears that we seem to be blessing Hashem, that offering our, whatever it means, that, that we're trying to give God a bracha. So, for example, there is a pasuk in Tehillim, Perik Lamid Dalid, Avarcha Es Hashem. Perhaps a more familiar pasuk, Va'anachnu, and we, Nevarech Ka, that we are here to bless you. Now, that really seems on the surface as if we are offering our blessing to God. So how do we explain this? So Shwab split says that bracha doesn't only mean blessing in its most limited sense, but it also means to increase. So, for example, the Pasuk says, Hashem says, I will, I will increase your lechem and your mayim, your bread and your water. He will, he will increase your supply. So there, it's true that may reflect the bracha, but really what the word means in that context is, I will increase. In other words, what this means is that we, as, again, mortal human beings, try to increasingly recognize Hashem in the world through our own personal munah. Uh, we, and by doing so, what we are essentially doing is that we are expanding God's presence in the world. If we live lives of amuna, if we live lives of dedication to Hashem, so what will happen is more people, hopefully over time, will come to recognize and to see this goodness. They will tap into this energy that we have discovered. Where we do this all the time, says Rav Schwab, is in Kaddish. Over there we say, There's a declaration that Hashem's name, Hashem's great name should be increased and magnified throughout the world. And then everybody chimes in and says, That the way we are actually looking to increase, so to speak, to magnify God's name in this world is by living in lives in which we declare that we wholesomely believe, we believe with perfect faith in this concept of God's existence in this world, His dominion in this world, the concept of Hashkacha Pratis, and when we believe it, and when we reflect that through our own lives, so that we are really, what we are doing is we are magnifying God's presence in this world. There are times that people use the expression, Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem Yisbarach is, is also, I mean, it, it's almost like a tefillah within a praise. Hashem Yisbarach, His name should be blessed. Meaning, we want more and more people in the world to recognize this aspect of God. So in addition, in addition to the approach of the Nefesh Chaim, who's saying that God is the source of all bracha, and that's what it means, Baruch Hashem, Rav Schwab suggests that there are times that when we say Baruch Hashem, what we are really doing is when we are praying that God's name should become more recognized in the world. It should become increased and magnified in the world. And according to this approach, there is a certain shudfus of sorts. There is something that we can contribute. Because... I know it sounds a little strange to say, but there are certain things that God cannot do without our assistance because he's given us the ability to make choices in this world. We have what we call free choice. And so therefore we can choose to what extent we live lives which are godly lives, lives which reflect the ideals of the Torah. And when we do so, and we, when we are truly God-fearing, God-believing people, and we live our lives in this way, so the, what we do is we increase, we magnify God's presence in this world. Rav Schwab explains that that's actually the uh, idea behind a fascinating Gemara in the beginning of Masechus Brachos. The Gemara tells a story which had been made, I'd say, more popular by a song by Avon Fried called Tanya. The song probably is about 30 years old. But the Gemara and Brachos, Tavzayin and Aleph, tells us towards the top of the page, a Brisa that Rav Shmuel Elisha, who was a Kohen Gadol, once en- entered the Kodesh Kodashim on Yom Kippur to be Makti the Ketores, and he saw some sort of divine vision, and he saw what seemed to be the Kisi Akavod, and he heard a voice who said, Yishmael b'ni barcheni, Yishmael, my son, 
give me a bracha. So here you have a situation where it seems, it's a very unusual situation, obviously, but it seems as if God is turning to a human being, flesh and blood, and saying, give me a bracha. And what does he go on to say? So <laughs> I can't say no. So he says, Amaitilo, Yishmael ben Elisha says, okay, so I said to God, it should be your will. We're not going to break this down phrase by phrase right now because I try to stay within a certain time limit. But basically, he says, it should be your will that you should express an abundance of rachamim in the world. And even though there are times that we don't necessarily deserve this, uh, the expressions of rachamim should overwhelm the din and the kas, etc. And so therefore, says Rav Shuab, what Rav and Elisha was essentially doing, he was saying, Hashem, it should be your will that you should receive us well enough to express an abundance of rachamim in the world. And it wasn't, let me give you a bracha that you should that you should live a long, happy life, that you should much have success and parnasa and refu and gazun, you should have nachas from children. That That's not the way we bless God. But God doesn't need anything from us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is all-knowing, He's all having, he's perfect, he's omniscient. There, there, there is nothing that I can offer him except, except to sort of express my own desire that we as human beings should be most successful in this world. And by doing so, by doing so, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will then choose to display an overwhelming abundance of rachamim. And when he does that, his presence will be more appreciated and recognized in the world. It will truly be a manifestation of Yiskadavi Yiskadash Rabbah, there will be this overwhelming sense throughout the entire world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is good, and people will appreciate this, people will see this. And so therefore, when we say the words Baruch Ato Hashem, we mean one of two things. Either Baruch Ato Hashem, you God are the source of all blessing in the world, as the Nefesh explains, or possibly as Rav explains, not necessarily instead of, but in addition to another way to understand it, it is a call, is a charge to ourselves that each and every one of us should recognize and appreciate that we should live our lives in a way in which invites, so to speak, more attention to the great name of Hashem, that people will recognize God. And by doing so, what we are essentially doing is we are increasing, magnifying God's presence in this world. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Speaking, and I must be speaking.